We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Now this is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get sued. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah. I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? And it's one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We gonna win games. When you got a running back like I do, we got a front seven like I do now. Ooh. That's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is your boy J-Rob right here. What's up, guys? This is Jay. Hope you guys had a great week. What's good, man? How you been? I'm good. I... You all right? Are you okay? I'm breathing. You okay? I never complain about breathing. All right? Well, most people... Wouldn't, but yes. Most people, listen, I'm saying most, after most the game, bro. Most people's responses, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? When you ask somebody at work how they're doing, what do they say? Oh, I'm good. How are you? When you ask somebody at church how they're doing, what do you say? Oh, I'm good. My response is, I'm breathing. That's what I say every time. What does that mean? It just means that I'm breathing. So No whether, shit, you're breathing. That's why you're standing right in front I, of us. That's right. That's why I'm happy. I'm happy to be breathing. Am I happy that the Rams lost? Obviously, no. I was sweating my daggum gonads off because I didn't sit down at all. Not one second of the game did I sit down. Neither did Michael Thomas, for the record. He was out there making moves. <laughs> we, we will get to that. But my weekend first. I, I went to um, 
with the pastor of the church that I'm going to be attending, um, we we went to the Kennesaw State game and got sideline passes. The night before, he spoke to the team about Kennesaw State, really briefly, they've only been going for four years, okay? And, and with this being their fourth year, last year they made it to the conference championship and lost. Kennesaw, year, yeah, Kennesaw State, they added what you're saying. Small school. Right. Just became D1 in football. Six and one. Um, they their local Atlanta team. Kennesaw is a, a, a city north west of Atlanta, but they've got a ball and football team. You had an opportunity to go see them live. It was was awesome, dude. And uh, they they do what they they did what they do. They they Triple destroyed. What was, what was the score? Forty five nothing. When I basically checked out, even though I was standing on the sidelines all game, it was it was a great atmosphere. Anyway, the pastor was talking about how you build a culture. Yeah, and look what the Rams have done. They yeah. built this culture, and the pastor was talking about. Well, you spend so much time building this culture, and then the next half you ha- you're spent defending the culture for what people and coaches want to try and bring in to kind of yeah. mold it. Well, this isn't happening with this team, but they gonna have to do something. They gonna have to change something. Yeah. not necessarily the culture, but after this butt whipping that they had in, in New Orleans. You know, uh, it's it's scary, man. I mean, that, that New nah, Orleans is not scary. I just think that that team is good. That team is very good. No, we we got to tip our hat, man. The, that team is very good. You got another elite coach. He's been in the league a long time. A lot of success. Drew Brees stood Hall of Famer. I mean, leading the the world in passing yards. Um, and just watching him work play to play, he's smart as hell. Um, and they're playing physical. They're they're D line. We'll get to that. We'll what get to all that. What was your weekend? Man, your weekend about first? Same. Hung out. Um, watched college football all day Saturday. Um, knocked around on Sunday. Had had some obligations late in the afternoon. So worked in the yard. It was it was pretty low key. I feel like I'm on old school. Had a pretty nice little Saturday. Mm. We're going to Home Depot. Maybe Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know. If we'll have I like both those places. I don't know for how. You like Home Depot <laughs> over Lowe's. <laughs> I don't think you got that, but uh, no, I, I didn't. I was completely zoned out when you said whatever you said. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, Home Depot guy for sure. Shout out Steeler Street. Um, <laughs> so it's all good, man. It was a good weekend. Watched a lot of good football. Um, finished the nightcap on Sunday watching Brady and, and Rogers do their thing, which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so we're just rolling right back at it. Today's election day. We're recording on a Tuesday night. Make sure you go out there and vote. I know it's too late now. But uh, get on out there and let your voice be heard. And uh, just excited to do another podcast, bro. Lots to talk about this week after this game, for sure. Yeah, and we're going to recap New Orleans. We're going to spend a lot of time on that. And then we're going to, uh, because we all know what Seattle looks like. We know what they're going to bring. And we will get and refresh because they've been playing a lot better, you know. But this is the Rams' first loss. This was a big loss to me. Obviously, you're talking about playoff seating. So we're going to recap and spend a lot of time there. Then we're going to look at Seattle. Then we're going to look at the prospect watch, which this is our third week doing that segment, yeah. which was going to be awesome. Easy money, and then we're going to be out. So, Yep. So once again, if you appreciate the show, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on iTunes. Um, give us those five stars, if you would, on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. And uh, check out uh, Rams Talk at Talk Rams. It's an awesome site. You got uh, three awesome podcasts, uh, great content outside of podcasts, good articles, uh, all, all kinds of stuff to get you hooked up on the Rams. Rams culture, like you're talking about, the Rams games. Uh, it's interesting this week, the vibe of what's going on out there. And uh, you, we got you hooked up on Rams Talk. So get out there, follow us on Twitter, 
And uh, let's keep moving. So, all right, let's lock into this game finally. I know you got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. Go ahead and give me your your overall thoughts on this loss. You know, the Rams fall by 10 points, 45-35 to the Saints. Uh, two great teams playing against each other. Two great quarterbacks. One surefire Hall of Famer. Uh, two defenses that really got abused at times. Uh, a couple important plays really changed the 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 direction of this game early. And um, I felt like the Rams had a chance to win, but uh, they just made a few mistakes here and there. And uh, we'll get into all that here in a little bit. But overall, I thought it was a hell of a game. Probably the best game in the NFL so, so far. So far. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, the, I'd agree with that. I mean, regardless if you're a fan of the Rams or Saints or not a fan, it just it was such a great watch. And it was either that one, which is up there, and maybe we're, I'm biased because I'm a homer, but or that Green Bay. Uh, Chicago Bears game when Aaron Rodgers got hurt when he came back and did those that wonders that was an amazing yeah, game yeah that too. was an amazing game as well overall thoughts man I'm just I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the overall thoughts here's what I'm impressed with the most the resilience of the team to come back down from 21 in a hostile environment and make a game out of it after you completely got steamrolled in the first half that that speaks volumes about the type of players and the type of characters that you have on the team and that was my overall thought Hey, you guys freaking put on the pads, you strapped it back on, you looked at what you were doing wrong, you tried to make some mistakes, and you got back in the game, and you had a chance to freaking some mistakes. Yeah, yeah, but you you still had an opportunity to win, even when you were down to a team that is as good as the Saints are. You still had an opportunity to win. So that's my overall thought. Yeah, I mean, you know, the question is, you're down 21. I think you make a statement right there. Even though you don't win the game, I think it gives the Rams a lot of promise a lot a lot of things to be excited about um definitely as this this year ends in the next couple months here but they're going to be playing in a lot closer games i think in the future um they got some tough teams down the road here so i I think this was a a great sign if you're a rams fan watching this team get down battle keep fighting they got back in the game they had the ball with a chance to take the lead inside five minutes they didn't get it done but i i don't think this is a time to panic I no, really not don't. at all. Not at um, all. You know, some people out there, you know, we're, we ain't lost in all year. So it's, it's hard to, to you know, remember how this feels. I mean, I, I haven't really been following this team a lot, you know, that many years. So some Rams fans are out there used to this feeling. But right now, what we got going on, I don't think it's time to panic. Uh, we can just get our shit together and, and take care of Seattle this week. And I think we'll be all right. So, yep. Um, I want to start on the first drive. First drive. Rams decide to go ahead and obviously you're going to kick it away, which I don't have a problem whether you're going to receive it or kick it, you know, whatever. Some people are like, oh, well, you should take the ball so you can go down and score and get ahead. Well, okay, that's great. Why not put your defense out there and let them see if they can make a stop? They're going to fire it up. It's a nothing-nothing game. I didn't have a problem with them kicking it away. Well, let's talk about that. All right, first play, very first play. Kamar in the backfield. Ibukam has a tackle that for a three-yard loss misses a tackle. Okay, that's the very first play. This was a sign of what the Rams did all night long. They did not tackle well at all. Nope. Kamara, Thomas. Nope. Those two guys were the guys that we knew had the opportunity to kill us, and those were the two guys that killed us. And you sprinkle in Benjamin Watson, ageless wonder. He's beast. Who made a couple of big-time plays yeah. over our boy, Corey Littleton. Yeah, um, very uh, very awesome celebration on the TD, by the way. That was awesome. Fuel. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, hey, I congrats to Ben Watson. Shout out for your seventh kid uh, and twins is what it appeared. 
but for, for sure. But <laughs> but the uh, again, some of the tail of the tape was the Rams did not tackle well. So first, the very first play, Ibukam misses the tackle for a three yard loss, which would have put him back at second and thirteen. Okay, then you have the fourth and one. So they drove and they had a fourth and one. The Rams had really good coverage and they had their boy Hill, that quarterback, running back, hybrid. Cat, I really, I really like dude. him. Yes. And so they had him in there. Rams had really good coverage. The Sioux got pressure up the middle and Hill ends up rushing and gets a first down. It's supposed okay. to be a pass, I think. And he was looking to throw the ball like to Breeze. Yeah, he was, was going to throw it to Breeze it was, in the flat. Right. And, and the Rams covered that well, but play broke down. He got, he got the first down and kept that drive moving. Yep, and then they had the first pass to Thomas, and what did they do? The and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on the officials right now. There's a lot of Rams fans and even Saints fans that did not think that this game was well officiated. I'm not gonna sit here and and say one way or the well, other. That spot uh, we could talk. We were gonna talk about that in a minute. But I don't that, even want to hit that. That's a bullshit that, that, spot. That, that yeah, should have been first down. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably you're probably true. You're accurate. I I agree with you. the The first pass to Michael Thomas. Peters had him covered like white on rice. Hmm. And it was a really ticky-tack penalty that they called against him on good coverage. Yeah, they kind of set the precedent there. It's calling that foul. Yeah, for sure. And so then you look at the second pass. Barron is covering. He's seven yards off, all right? The guy's seven yards off, and he, they try disguising as a two-deep zone, but they're playing two-deep man, and then they end up getting 16 yards. So, again, there's no pressure from the front four, and you're playing off coverage, which they did the entire first half. They did not. When you're not getting pressure with four, and when they're, when Drew Brees is getting the ball out within two seconds or less, I feel like you need to challenge the receivers. I feel like you need to get up in their face, take a safety, bracket Michael Thomas. Who else is going to kill you? Who? What other receiver on that team is going to kill you? It's either going to be Kamara or Thomas. And like I said, Sprinkle and Watson. They didn't do that. The entire first half, they played off coverage. And this was very indicative from this first, this very first drive. Off covers, move the ball. Then you have a second and eight on their on our eleven yard line. What happens? They do a little toss to Kamara, right? Then you have three Rams defenders. You have Joiner, you have Baron, and you have Hill out there to try and make a tackle. Hill gets blocked, and then you have bad angles by Joiner and Baron for bad angles. What happens? They miss two tackles and they score. That's the very. That's only the first drive. Are we going to do all the drives or no? Okay, but I feel like that drive is what set the tone for the Saints the entire first half and why they well, scored thirty five. You say points. that, but then the Rams took the ball right back and went right down on them and scored a touchdown. We know what the offense is going to do. Yeah, we know what the offense is going to do. They've been doing it all year and against one of the worst passing secondaries. All right, and speaking of the offense, you're, you're talking about the first drive, what the Rams did. How about this? First carry, Todd Gurley, two yards. Second carry, five yards. Third carry, 14 yards. Fourth carry, eight yards. Touchdown, 29-yard touchdown. Yeah. So he ran for 29 yards on their very first drive against the number one Saints defensive rushing defense. How many carries total? He had four the very first drive. You know how many had the rest of the half? Uh, two. Yeah. How many have the rest of the game? Outside of those two that I just added, seven. Yeah, so you, last week you were wanting them to really pound the rock. Um, they gave him 13 carries. I mean, but honestly, outside of that first drive, he got bottled up pretty good. Well, that's because they got mean, down freaking 21 points. Yeah, but, well, I mean, you said in the first half they only got two more carries. They weren't down the first half until the last couple minutes. I mean, they were tied 14-14. 
in the middle of the first half. So they, they could have been giving him the ball. Uh, I don't think the score dictated that they, you don't get the, the ball to Todd Gurley. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, that's what they did. They stopped running the ball. They did not run the ball. Yeah. He only got two more carries in the first half after only the first drive. Yeah. So they challenged the Saints rushing defense and they succeeded. Then they stopped giving it to him. Right. And again, the point that I made last week was take the air out of the ball and run the ball. They didn't do that. And so what happens? The Saints killed us in time of possession the entire first half. We were way behind in time of possession. Why? Because they're very good elite offense. Well, Our- that and you turned it over. I mean, you had the pick, which gave them the ball back. And you kicked it off to them, which so they had an extra possession already. And you missed, you, you got stopped in the fourth down. So that game was up and down, man. It's not like they, they just had the ball the whole time. I, I, I think that that's a little bit misleading, quite honestly. It is a little bit misleading, maybe. But uh, again, for me, I had a big problem with, with the offense not running the ball and and taking time off the clock. Like, and but but credit to McVay, he's the one that brought the entire time the entire team back with his play calling, superior play play calling to get us back to the game. So Saints got off to a great start, scored, Rams matched it. Yep. Uh, they go 14-14. Um, so it's 14-14. Rams have the ball. It's fourth down. They line up for a field goal, and they they, they fake it. So they've been known to do this. They've shown this in other games. Typically on a punt when Hecker passes it, he's done that a few times. This time he grabbed it, rolled out. And in my opinion, he got the first down. Uh, clearly he was down prior to the first down marker, but it was clear that he was reaching the ball way more, way over the line. I don't understand how that wasn't ruled a first down. Uh, I literally, when I was watching the game, I got up and went to the kitchen. Like, it's just, I didn't even worry about it. I was like, hup, he got it. First down, reached out, came back, and the Saints had the ball. So I, w- I was shocked, and I, I don't know what the announcers were saying, but I'm pretty sure they were they were surprised as well um, that they didn't get the first down. So we, we've had this dialogue, you know, on the phone. Um, I am, I am pro aggressiveness. If you want to fake the, fake the, the, the field goal right there and, and go for it, that's fine. I don't, I, I understand that you're in New Orleans, you're playing a great team and, uh, field goals don't beat teams. So you had to, I don't mind them trying to go ahead and get that first down and try to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You are on the other side. You wish they would have taken the points. Uh- I think when you're in a again in a hostile of our hostile environment on the road against a top seed, you're talking about taking the lead, which you did not do all game long. And I think you take the points, and I think that that might change at least put you ahead. It puts you ahead, which the Rams did not get ahead as we just mentioned all game long. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say that I hate the call because I don't. I don't hate the call because our special teams is one of the top special teams, if not these top special teams unit in the NFL. Yeah. And like you just said, Hecker and Zerline and that bunch, they've been known to do these things all career, their entire career. They got really. a great special teams coach as well. He's been there for John Fossil is amazing. Yeah. And, and that's a guy that goes unnoticed. So, but just to is make it, sure. Is it John Fossil? Huh? It's Coach Fossil. Okay. Yeah. Coach Fossil. And, just to just to make sure that the law of the land is set straight. I don't mind necessarily that they did it. I don't hate it. I would have just rather have seen us kick the field goal and take the points and take the lead because now you're talking about having the edge and that moment. And I do agree with you. Field goals is not what's going to beat you or beat that team, but at least the dynamic of the game is a little bit different. Look at what the field goal at the end of the first half did when you scored with 
30 something seconds yeah. or less. I mean, that ended up playing a big role. If you kick the field goal and not go for the fake, for the fake, that's three. If you don't miss the 51 yarder, that's three. So now you're talking about six extra points that you have on the board. How many did the Rams lose by? 10. But what does that, how, how does that change the outcome of the game towards the end with the Rams having the ball? Yeah. They could probably feed Todd Gurley a little more. They could probably run shorter stuff. They could probably try not to score as quick and score at the end of the game and win the game and walk out with a W. That's not what happened. Yeah. So in hindsight, you're like, oh man, maybe always. we should have taken Hindsight's the ball. Hindsight's always 2020. But they I say. just feel like, again, when you're in, in that place and that dome with those fans against that team, take the points and get a lead. Yeah, and they didn't do that. So um, the Saints got the ball back, went down, and and that's when Ben Watson had two great plays. They scored a touchdown. They get dude ahead of us. Dude made plays, man. That dude made plays. He's an OG, but yeah, that he, dude made plays. He is an OG, and he uh, he showed it on on Sunday for sure. So they score that drive. They're up twenty one. Um, you know, and that's when we come back down and we miss the field goal the next drive. So all momentum's in on their side. They got the lead. We miss the field goal. They go right back down, score another touchdown. And, um, you know, they're up 28-14 in a blink. And the Rams are wondering what the hell is going on, man. I can tell you what's going on. They're not making in-game adjustments. And I have to kind of criticize Wade Phillips a little bit. Um, that dude's one of the best to ever do it. I understand that. When you're not getting home with four, like I mentioned earlier, there's going to be problems against that offense. And that's why they, you know, gave us such a terrible time and give us fits going up and down the field and freaking throwing and running the ball down our throats. And Kamara and Thomas just killed us. Killed us. Yeah, they did. And 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 you look at the first half on the Rams and there's, there's really three plays. You got the fake field goal you didn't get. You got the missed field goal. And then once you're down 28-14, you know, Goff throws a pretty bad pick right there. Okay, they get the ball back. They go down and score again to Kamara. Um, and now they're up 30, 35 to 14. And, and we, you know, right at the end of the half there, then you, you mentioned they get the field goal to make it 35 seconds. Credit to the offense. Yeah, no, that was huge. They, they went down there. They, they kept, that, that was the beginning of them playing better in the second half, was getting that momentum. You know, you're getting the ball. Started. And it was just three points. Yeah. But that three points was huge for us. And that three, you know, again, we know what the offense is going to do. We're not questioning what the offense can, will, or won't do. They're going to put up points. Dude, they didn't punt. I mean, they didn't punt the ball until way late in the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, and granted, it was at the worst opportune time. And a lot of Rams the bad fans. News, the bad news is that uh, the Saints also didn't punt until like late in the third quarter. First yeah, but time. Uh, the only difference is the Rams forcing the punt back-to-back drives. Yeah. And that was huge. And that was a credit to what they did differently, and which I want to get to here in a second. And I do want to, you know, credit Wade about that. But, you know, you're going in at half with those three points and you feel a little bit of the swing, the momentum, right? So you're feeling good. So what did you see at the start of the second half? Oh, they came out and scored a touchdown. That that play uh, by Malcolm Brown was was one of the best plays I've seen in a while. That was- Troy Aikman was like, oh, that was Todd Gr- Oh, no way. That wasn't Todd Gurley. That was Malcolm Brown. <laughs> yeah. Look at that balance. Well, he said, he did say, he said, Malcolm Brown would probably be starting for a lot of, a lot of teams across the league. And I, I don't disagree with him there. He's he's played good. We were, we were um, we didn't know. We knew he was a good player, but we didn't know like the role. But it's really nice to go to a guy like that. And, and he can catch the ball in space and uh, make a guy miss and score a touchdown. He's, he's a very valuable player for this team. And so the Rams kind of got back in it. 35, I'm sorry, 34, 25, 35 to 24 at that point. And the Rams were like, us Rams fans were like, okay, here we go. We got some momentum. We Are we going to be able to stop this team? And for the next two drives, punt. the Rams shut them down. Punt. punt. And, and another punt. Uh, get the ball back. And 
Um, can I, and I, I kind of want to talk about that. Um, and here's, I'm going to go ahead and interject real quick. <laughs> Let's play this clip first. That final 72 yard play that Michael Thomas caught, what were you seeing on that and how did that play go down from your side? Uh, shit. Third down and six, got up there and pressed. Can you back that mic up a little bit on my face, though? I appreciate it. But um, third down and six, man, got up the line. He just beat me off the line, uh, looked back, tried to make a play on the ball. Shit happens like that in football. Were you trying to communicate something to the teammates right before that? Oh, uh, man, um, shit happens like that in football. We were just trying to get a line, and we were trying to get something out, and it just happened like that, man. I got beat. You know, communication, regardless of all that, it, I got beat. Once the play starts, man, you got to go out there and you got to compete, man. And um, I did, and uh, they got off, and they got a 72 yard. This is the first loss for you guys this season. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys think, I mean, maybe this day would come, or now that it's here, what's it like? No, nah, man, how good this team is, we don't ever think this day would come because we, we fight so hard together. And, uh, we know all three phases we're going to go out there and compete. That's why we came back uh, at the end of the game. Uh, that just shows just how tough we are, how, how together we are. But, um, no, nah, man, it's going to actually be a, a good thing for us, man. We get to go back to work, and we get to just have an extra little uh, hunger edge you know coming off the loss and what about just the adjustments you guys made in the first half mm-hmm. um i mean obviously drew Brees is moving the ball really yeah. well in the second half you guys mm-hmm. performed a lot better what happened there um that was just a great uh, great, great, great coaching adjusting by coach way and um and we came out there and we executed the second half plan uh, we just couldn't get off on the last little third now i got beat on the play so you know i can stand up i can play better i've been playing shitty these last couple of weeks um and that's just being honest you know but um for me i just just continue to fight, man. That's the type of player I am. Man. Who gives a shit? You're going to get beat in football, you know, but you go out there and you compete to the highest of your ability, and shit happens. Let's get a couple more from Marcus. Marcus. Are you totally healthy? Huh? Are you totally Why healthy? Why are you asking me that? Well, because I'm wondering, you, early in the year, you were, you had an ankle problem. How long ago that was? No, no, no. See, we asking the question. See, don't get mad at me when no, I ask no, you a question. No, no, no. See, I'm it was asking early you. In the year. See, I'm asking you a question now. You feel me? It was early in the year. That was like seven weeks ago. Okay. I'm healthy now, man. You know, things happen like that. You know, but nah, I didn't. I don't mean nothing by asking you that back. I'm just saying, don't ask nothing that that, that makes totally sense. If I wasn't healthy, coach wouldn't have me out there. Like I said, I've had a bad couple of weeks. You feel me? I own up to that and I step up, man. I know I'm a, I'm a top fucking corner in this league and I ain't been playing like it. Marcus, you feel me? Last one. Can I you, put that on me. You feel me? Can you put your finger on what the problem has been? No, it's just, man, shit happens. It's football. Very interesting comments from your boy, Marcus Peters. And um, I love it. He, you know, he he seems like he's irritated, right? He seems like he seems, seems my man is on fire inside, dude. My man is hating all the attention right now. Yeah, he, he, you know, he, he's feeling the pressure. He's brought over here a lot of high expectations. Obviously, they, they, they knew that he was an elite corner. And quite honestly, he's been picked on, uh, with, for lack of a better term. He, he's, you look across the, the schedule and he's given up big plays. You know, he's made a few plays. He got a, got the pick early on the start, really got the momentum going for him. But, um, Tyler Lockett's beat him. Uh, other, other players have beat him. Uh, and Michael Thomas, straight up embarrassed him all day and um he he's 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 really kind of on edge right now and, and I, i'm gonna disagree i'm gonna disagree what I'm is there to disagree I'm, about i'm, I'm he, gonna disagree on the michael thomas statement yes he's gotten beat. michael michael thomas abused him dude i'm, I'm gonna thomas. talk i'm gonna talk about that right now i went back and watched every single play that they threw to michael thomas when peters was covering first one defensive holding they got correct. Thomas made the one-handed grab. Peters held him. And there's actually the second target that that uh, that Thomas had. The first one, we had the ticky tack penalty call. 
All right. Then the defensive holding where he's holding his arm, Thomas makes a one-handed catch. Let's let's not overlook the fact that Thomas is an elite, if not one of the best, if not the best receiver right now. Him and Devontae Adams are probably the top two receivers out right now. Antonio Brown, he's there too, but Michael Thomas is one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league right now. Right now, are you going to dis? Are you you're looking at me funny? I'm are you just, disagreeing with that? I don't know who's the best receiver, but he is. He's a great receiver. We'll okay, say that. so let's don't discount that. All right, and let's don't discount. No the one's size. discounting that. He's okay. clearly a good player. Uh, yes, he is. So the you, so you had the the first ticky tack penalty. Then you had the holding, which the officials got right. Okay, then what does Peters do? They're about to score. They're in a red zone. He breaks up a quick screen pass to Thomas. He jumped that and he batted it down. Great play, right? Then he was beat on the Thomas move and Drew Brees didn't even see him. Peters fell down and he was wide open. Could have been a touchdown. Okay. So yes, he got beat on that play. On the, He slipped on the turf, got beat. Thomas put a move on him. That's what happened. All right. Thomas then at eight the, at the 825 mark in the third with the flea flick, they had the flea flicker play. You remember that play? That the flea flicker, they tossed it back. Thomas clearly, obviously pushes off against Peters and he pushes him off like 10 yards and ends up making a huge reception for a big play. No question about it, it was a push off. He was, he, Peters was right on him and he got pushed off. No flag. Okay. Then Thomas has a slant on a second and 14. They gained seven. So yeah, he beat him. He beat him on that play. Another slant ends the third quarter at the end of the third quarter. He made a good play. My point is this. It wasn't all on Peters. It was even it, you could put just as much blame on how they played this New Orleans offense. All right, you want to defend Peters all you want, but he said it himself. He hasn't been playing good. What else is he going to say? Well, I mean, he, he tell he, me there's none to say because that's the truth. Everyone's watching the damn games. He ain't playing good, dude. He's not. He's got. He's letting guys get behind him. Michael Thomas on that play deep just whipped his ass off the line. Why? I, I don't know why. Because he's sitting there looking back to no, see a point no, if he's no. seeing if he has a safety. He, he was, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He said it himself. And he wasn't Mis- ready. Miscommunication. Yes, miscommunication or not, Michael Thomas whipped him off the line and burned his ass down there's, the field. But again, for a seventy-five yarder and the end of the damn game. So there's still something to be said about lack of communication. Okay, one play. Whose fault is that? We don't know whose the, fault it was. It, 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 the whole defense. Whoever's making those calls, dude. It's, but it, you it say stems that, down. Man. You say that, man. But it's not like they're sitting there every play. Everyone looks confused. That that's a they were, had one communication on that play and it, and it was it was it was they were beat. I don't know if it's because of communication or not. If you if you're going by what Peter says, you said what you're watching the game. I watched that same play. My man is looking in the backfield is. as the ball is snapped, pointing to the safety, whether it's Joyner or Johnson, and the ball is snapped and he by the time he gets his head around, Thomas has already shook him and he's gone. Well, I I, I think that I am on the side of that that he just got beat. I know there was some some communication going on. He was he was talking to the safeties, but Michael Thomas beat him on that play and beat him on a lot of other plays. Four and you want to you want to just defend him, but he's yeah, not I do. been that good, dude. Okay, I'm not saying that he he's hasn't not. been great, but to to just say that oh he's getting beat week in and week out, week in and week out, I disagree. It's not just he like he's playing man coverage every play and he's getting beat off the line. That's not what that's not what's happening. 
It's not what's happening. You're calling a lot of zones. The guys are sneaking behind your other cornerbacks and your safeties aren't up uh, near the line of scrimmage. And then they fit a ball in a tight window and they want to say, oh, Peters was covering. Uh, Well, no, actually he wasn't. He played zone. He backed off 15 yards, specifically this game. And then what happens? Michael Thomas catches it 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and Joyner and Peters are off by 10 yards and he ends up making a 16-yard gain. Yeah. Oh, that's on Peters. How? No, no, I don't. I, I don't feel like I, I'm clearly smart enough to know when he's manned up on a guy or when he's not. But I think all in all, this game you can take this game, you can take the, some other games, uh, Seattle game in particular, um, that he was beat on D plays. So that's just how it happens. We need him to be better. Yes, he, he knows he needs to be better. And, and, I agree. And that's why he his comments are short. That's why you can he's pissed. Uh, that's why you better not ask his ass how healthy he is or else he'll snap back. But, uh, you know, or don't put a mic in his face either or else he'll let you know. <laughs> that's right. So, and I hey, just w- let me tell you this. I, I, I want I want Peters to be a dude now. I'm just trying to call like I see it. He He's not played as, as good as we hoped. We got him. Okay, he's elite player. I agree I got with all you. Picks. He ain't playing that great, man. We need him to play better. We need Tlaib to come back. Then maybe we won't be gassed for a million fucking yards. I mean, no, that's just, I, I get it. And, and I agree he needs to play better. But to sit here nitpick like a lot of fans are doing and saying, this dude has been trash. This guy has been terrible. He has not been like that. That's all there is to it. He has not been trash and terrible. Has he gotten beat by other good receivers and good plays? Yes. Does he need to play better? Yes. But dude, the defense as a whole, spare me the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a stat guy. Spare me the numbers, dude. We're watching the games. They didn't make adjustments in the first half. When they stopped them, the two consecutive punts, they did make adjustments. Only because they got home with four, which they were trying to do all game long, and they did not do it. So, what do you do to fix that? You play press, and you make the other guys beat you. Double freaking Thomas, double Kamara, or Kamara, however you pronounce his name, and make the tight end beat you. Well, that's, they didn't that's do one, it. That's one, that's one method, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how... What else do you Wade, have to lose? Yeah. Well, let's talk about the end of the game. Let's wrap this up here. Um... Like you said, Rams came back, played awesome in the, in the third quarter, got two big stops, got back in the game. Um, you know, they they got some some plays. Dude, Cooper Cup, man. Stud. He How much did we miss him? Exactly. Well, well, they didn't, not as you much didn't, not didn't as lose. much. So you didn't lose, so that's one thing. But <laughs> He is is a stud, man. He's such a great player. That the play on the crossing route to, to I think eventually tied the game where he it was basically a pick play, which was ran to perfection. But they they caught him on in man. They ran the the slants. He came across, caught the ball, was wide open, went took it down the sideline. Man, he's everywhere. Made two guys miss on that play, and he's not a guy that's going to shake and bake a whole lot of dudes. But his angles and his knowledge of where he's got to go, dude. Yeah, it's it's above standard. You know what I'm saying? And there was a, there was a <laughs> he is above standard, <laughs> no I, doubt. I, wow, uh, uh, I think so. <laughs> I want to say this though, and I don't remember the exact stat. But one of the announcers, I don't know if it was Joe Buck or Troy Aikman, he was like, well, you take a look at the stats right here, and uh, he's above Torrey Holt and Isaac Brutes with the amount of games played and the amount of receptions and all this. and that. Dude, that dude's a stud, but who else is a stud? Bow and arrow man, Brandon Cooks. He, uh, he was definitely motivated in this game against his former team, and he made big-time plays. I think it was the first drive or maybe it was the second drive when uh, – 
We went hurry up because Woods caught the ball. They thought that it might have hit the ground. It was a catch, though. It was a catch. I believe it was a catch. But they went hurry up, and then he golf dropped a dime on Cooks, got it down to like the six, seven yard line. Ugh. So, dude, let's talk about golf real, uh, real quick. Dude, what do we need to say about golf outside <laughs> of, dude, just keep, wow. keep convincing. You don't have to convince Ram fans anymore. Yeah. Just keep convincing the league yeah. and other outside teams and other freaking NFL analysts who want to crack on you all the time. Say, oh, it's McVay that's made you this no, good. No, it's tracking keep, on it, man. Yes, Calm they down. have been. They ain't stopped yet. They still saying that all oh, McVay's the, the puppeteer and golf's the puppet. They dude, still saying all this stuff. Be sensitive, man. No one's saying that. That shit, dude. Yes, no they one's are. saying that. Freak, yeah, that is not a, a narrative, dude. Everyone knows go- golf is a good player. Okay, he's taking a huge step. Has golf play? I mean, has has McVay played a role? Obviously, because we saw what golf was when Fisher was here. Now right. golf is is confident. He's he's controlling the pocket, and my man is throwing lasers. I, I love when he throws the ball over the middle of the field. Like he, I think he's at his best in the middle of the field. When middle. Maybe 20, 25 yards. Oh, no. I think he's at his best all over, dude. Cause he, he, he's got one, every throw. He's got every throw. I agree. He I agree. does, man. There throw. was one route where Cooper Cup wasn't even out of his break yet towards mm. the sideline. The and right. my man was the corner had underneath coverage. Yeah. And then Cooper breaks the outside and the ball's right on the numbers. Yeah. Everyone was like, unbelievable. Like, like, honestly, uh, Troy Aikman goes, like, was it Troy Aikman? Yeah. It's calling again. He goes, he didn't say anything, but. Wow. That's the first thing he said. <laughs> like as as he caught the ball, Troy was like, wow. Like he saw that play and was like, holy shit. Like he threw that ball way before he came out of his break. And dude, hey, the uh the Rams, good shape with golf. They got a loss here. Let's yep. just let's just wrap this segment up, yeah. man. The, I, I'm done venting. One. I'm done venting. I and and I really don't have a whole lot to be to be pissed off about, except we took a loss, and even then I'm not, dude. On the Rams forums, they have vent thread. They always post a vent thread, and they always post a celebration thread. This is the first time I've seen a vent thread in how many weeks? Exactly. How I mean, and as a fan starting at eight and zero, and then just dropping a game to a really good Saints team, which it does cost you potential seating position. We may have to go back and do it again. Uh, and that's the thing I was I was going we we're at some point talk about here. Like we got to do anything we possibly can to avoid that situation. Again, yes, we we, we got to handle our business. If we play the Saints, we got to make them come play us outside and not in that building because that building played a role. How wow. quiet was that building when they had the ball? That was insane. And how loud was that building when they were on defense? That building was a yeah. huge home field advantage. Um, the Rams caught an L, you know. Okay. That that being said, dude, they, 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 they did not play very good in the first half. Their offense did some things. But, you know, the fact that they had the ball, tie game, Less than five or around five or six minutes, they they could have gone and won this game. Given all that bullshit that happened, yeah, they didn't get it done. They had to punt and all whatever. So eight one's eight one, dude. Let's turn it. Let's turn the page. Let's let's get ready for Seattle. Um, we win this game. We're still in a great shape to have a, a, a number one seed and host two playoff games. And uh, thank you, Chargers, for helping us out this past week. A lot to learn from this week and. Uh, I think that that the Rams will be fine moving forward. Yeah, and, and you know, just like you hear this music that's coming on, don't worry, be happy. There it is. So that's what I'm trying to tell myself, man. Listen, the song I wrote is the Rams are eight, we're eight and zero, and now they just eight and one. Don't worry, be happy, man. Yeah, we gonna lock down the division. Yeah, we haven't gotten, we haven't taken an injury since freaking Talib, really. Knock on wood. And uh, real quick, just want to say all all of you guys who were expecting. 
Obo Okoronkwo to come in and take over, uh, I, I would kind of sit back and wait because Ibukam makes some plays this game. Well, he, he got the, he got that huge hit on the fumble early. That was that was money. Uh, yeah, and he he got some pressure, which the Rams did all game too with the top in the league. But hey, like this music is saying, <laughs> don't worry, be happy. We gonna come back. We gonna take a break. We ain't gonna worry about this loss because over ain't nothing you can do about it. It's a pick up, move on, move on to the next week. And that's what we're gonna do when we come back from this break. Thank you for listening to the Rampage Radio Podcast. When your your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Don't worry, be happy now. Rampage Radio Podcast. We're here. We are. We're back. We are back. I'm calm. Let's. Uh, you good? I'm good now. I'm, I got the vending over. Had a few few beverages, so I'm feeling good and uh, ready to turn the page and get into Seattle a little bit. Um, big game, I think, and sneaky big game. You lose this game. Now you drop two in a row. Uh, but I feel very confident in the Rams. Uh, that building's probably upbeat. I think that they're motivated, just like Marcus Peters said earlier. Um, come back in with with that edge that they're talking about. And um, this what did Seattle do last week? Last week they played Chargers. They lost at home to angry Philip Rivers. Love that guy. Love you love him. I'm a huge angry Philip Rivers. He didn't play great. He only threw the he only threw the ball 25 times. And um, but they did enough to win on the road, which is impressive. Which uh, they didn't really help me out. So I was my easy money pick last week, but that's all right. Um, I think that the Rams will come out and they'll play a good football game, man. What do you, what do you think this this week's going to look like? We know this team in and out. We know what they're going to do. For the record, um, last week, last time you said that the Rams or the Seahawks had no shot. I did. To I, beat le- the Rams. I learned from that. I learned from that. And the Rams went up there and played a crazy game and won thirty three to thirty one. Seattle, you know, gave the Rams all we could handle. And one thing that caught my eye, I went back and looked at the box score. Did you know the Seahawks ran for 190 yards against the Rams last time? Yeah. 190 well, yards, 5.9 a carry. They better so fix that. Rams are going to have to, you know, show up and ready to play a physical game because maybe the, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle came down and, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to run the ball. And Peters, your boy Peters, my boy Peters, can we please keep Tyler Lockett in front of us this game and not give up a 70 yard bomb? If we do that, then I, I don't think there's any way that the Rams are going to lose this game. The line's 10 points, I might add. So that's a big number for this yeah. game. Um, I, I just want Peters to play well because I want I want him to remain in the starting lineup and not be used as, as an example for you know playing mediocre or whatever, which I, I truly believe. You already know what I feel about that. He ain't that. coming out, dude. I know he's not. And uh, I really think that you know he knows what he's got to do. And you know Wade's still trying to... I don't know what Wade's doing. A lot of teams have scored a lot of points on us, and this is a this is a game where you know we need to just shut these dudes down and let's um, let's get on them early, man. Get up early, uh, kind of take their spirit away, man. We we last week or last time we played them, I should say, we kind of you know let them hang around late into the game, and yeah. we we let them gain momentum as the game went on. Kept letting them believe that they could be in the game, and uh, we need to kind of in their spirit early. That's my opinion. Let's get out. Let's get out ahead of these guys, man. And we got all our, our players on offense ready to roll. And uh, let's go out and score early and, and get ahead and make them play from behind. I think that's when we're at our best. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. You know, when any team makes another team play from behind, they're already going to be 
you know, in front, obviously, and the other team's going to behind the eight ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way the game works. And so I, I'm not, I'm not worried about this game. Just like the, the music said, and just like this loss that we just had, I'm not worried about it, man. I, I feel really confident about the offense. They're not going to be stopped. Like they haven't been all season long. You're not going against the number one, uh, rush defense this week, which is going to help. And, uh, you're starting to get some guys, you know, Dante Fowler, who had a big impact last game. He played 44 snaps, which you and I had that bet. Jeez. I won that one. Well, luckily, eh, we, we didn't have the bet. All right, you're I little, said you took the under twenty five. Yeah, I said but we didn't bet anything. No, no, no. And I was like, oh, twenty five is kind of high. Oh, and we're like, oh, can't take it back. Which, hey, I'm glad I didn't take it back. You know, he played. The well, guy you, made you, an impact. You agree? You won that that discussion. There was not a. That's bet all there to is to it. There's no. Oh, look at me or pat myself on the back. The point nah. is this: the dude made an impact, <laughs> and he, he and he did a good job. Hey, dude. Let's, we didn't talk about that last segment, but Fowler, you know, he's an impact guy, and that's he's only going to get better, I think, in this system. Yep. And with those two guys beside him, he's going to get one on ones all day, and I think he's licking his chops, ready for that. And he's probably doing that right now, looking at the Seattle because he's going to have to uh, what they do what the Rams did kind of the first game, which is at least contain Russell Wilson, don't let him run all over you, and that's a guy you want to have in a game like this. Yeah. You know, a guy who can move. Does guy he get can, a sack this week? Uh, I think so. Russell Wilson's hard to sack. He is. But with all that pressure coming up the middle, like you just said, he's going to have one on one sack. Let's bet on that. Uh, I'll take two sacks. All right. I'll take, Ooh, okay. Two, two. All right. I think the Rams sacked Russell Wilson. Not, not, not the team. I'm talking I, I know, specifically I know. I think, Fowler. I think Fowler has two sacks. Damn. And I, and I think that the Rams sacked, Russell Wilson five times. All right. All right. You got it. You got it. Uh, Rampage Radio award-winning listeners. You are the witness to J-Rob's guesses at the sacks. I hope he does, man. I hope you're right. I don't think he... I think he gets one, not two. But um, anyways, I think that he's... Regardless, he's made a great impact. And it'll be exciting to watch him play against the Seahawks this week. Um, you know, What's the score? That, What's the score? I mean, let's just... Let's just get, we know... Again, we know this team. What do you think? I'm going... What do you think? Um, Give me 31-17. Wow, 17 points. Well, the Rams well, They scored get... 30 on us last time. So. Yes, they did. Uh, uh, I'm going to take And the... we just gave up 45. So it's not <laughs> like we've got, you know, so, uh, some elite elite defense at this point. Right. I'm going to take uh the Rams at uh 38 and I'll take Seattle at 21. Oh, okay. So you you thought I was okay, low on the points. Just a hair. 38 Just 21. because of defense, I need to have a prove-it game. I need to have a prove-it game. No, you're probably right. I probably was a little low there, but regardless, I think the Rams cover, and uh, I think that the Rams will win, and I think the Rams will be back on the happy train, yep. and uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll all is well for the Rams. All right, so let's keep it moving. Let's go back to our, our uh, prospect watch. Um, we talked a lot about Marcus Peters. We don't have to lead back. But both those guys are getting a little older, so you know there might be a situation. Well, not Peters. I mean, Talib's obviously getting older, and then you got Peters. I mean, uh, Talib's getting a little older, and you got Peters on the contract year next year. So you know it might be a good idea for the Rams to look at some corners. So uh, there's a couple corners that I like. One guy that's probably going to go early. You probably have to take him in late, maybe late first or even second. And there's another guy that I like that's uh, m- maybe a mid rounder. Mid to late rounder. So we're giving them two this week instead we got, of we one. We got two guys. I like both guys. I couldn't really ch- uh, pick on one, so I said uh, I, I got them both written down here. Now for me, um, I, I like the big corners. I, I think that's where you, you find the best the best corners. You look at a lot of them across the league. There's not a lot of five 
nine, five, ten guys at corner that are really, 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 really elite. So I got two guys here, both from the SEC. Um, Shocker. That's where you're going to find most of the, the best football. I'm not, you know, I love my, my teams out west, but the SEC's got more NFL players than any conference. So that's that's just, just the truth. That's just a fact. Yep. Um, Greedy Williams. Greedy. And I love the name for a, for a corner. Greedy, his name is Greedy. <laughs> so Greedy Williams, he's an LSU guy. Um, didn't have their best game against Alabama this week, but this guy goes 6'2", 175. He's a long, rangy player. Um, so far this year, he's got two picks. He's got 18 tackles. They got a handful of passes. Um, these guys are, are staying away from him, to be honest with you. Um, you know, uh, last year, he, he had a decent year. He went he had six picks last year. I say that's a little bit better than decent, honestly. Six picks, yeah. uh, 11 passes broken up, and, and 40 tackles. So mm, and he's, he's, he's not a, afraid to stick his head no, in there. No, no, no. And, and you like a player from LSU, man. Those They produce good corners, uh, good special guys. So I really like him a lot. Uh, the other guy I like that's kind of projected to go a little bit later, maybe the third round or so, uh, Jameel Dean from Auburn. So he's also a long-rangey guy, 6'2", 208. Um, you know, they, they think he's going to go maybe late second, third round. Um, right now, having a solid year, he's got 12 tackles. He's got one pick, four pit, four passes broken up. And, uh, you know, he's battled some injuries. He's got a, a, currently has a cast on his hand, but he's been playing really well. He's a physical guy. He'll come up and, and, and hit you. Uh, Auburn's not had the greatest year, but, um, you know, he, he's, he's he's showed well. And I think that he's a guy that the NFL scouts are really liking. They like these guys that are rangy, uh, especially on the outside. So, you know, you never know. Rams Rams are looking at D-tackle. They're looking at corner, looking at a lot of, lot of positions. I think these two guys might be something that you kind of – you know, perk your ears up when you see their name, Greedy Williams, for one, from LSU, and um, and Jameel Dean. These are my two guys this week on the prospect watch. Do you think the Rams will be in the market for a corner? I think they're going to be in the market for uh, quite a few things, obviously, with all the rounds going on. I mean, you're talking about a little bit of an aging offensive line, John Sullivan at center. Uh, you have your left tackle of the future, I think, Joseph Noteboom, once Whitworth decides to go. Do they re-sign, um, do, do they re-sign your boy? Roger Saffold, which I think they should. Joiner, so, uh, Joiner, I think they let walk. I think they they may they may be looking at another safety, uh, just because you know Joiner hadn't had the best year. You know he he's he's a tick down for sure from what he was last year. Still gonna get paid. Uh, he's he's gonna get paid because he's a hard nosed player. He's had a couple of injury issues, you know, in his career, and he's he is a five nine guy, but he's a he's a guy that you can count on and rely on. Um, he's like one of those guys that you five nine. He. But he's he's arm, not Bob Sanders, he, you know. He ain't that he, type of dude. He's but. he's his rangey. He's got very long arms. He doesn't look like a five nine guy. His arms wingspan is quite long. He'll hit you, and he will hit you. He will hit you. And I thought that this week that you know this all the back end had a tough week, but he made a few plays. He did okay. He did. He did okay. Yeah. He, he just hasn't had the best season and put together, you know, like he did last year. Man, man, last year that that secondary was. Especially on the back end, they were they were strong, yep. and there's I still think they are strong, but they just haven't really put it all together for one reason or another, and it could be due to the well, cornerback. Maybe position. maybe they need a corner. Maybe maybe they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they went corner at some point. Maybe they don't get one of these top end guys, but there are a lot of corners out there that I was reading about that uh, could help this defense. Well, what I like about these two guys is they have a lot of space to grow into their frame, and they when they get to it when you get to a. Uh, NFL caliber organization they know how to put muscle on you and they know how to make you eat right they know how to make you a bigger freaking pro, you know player 
they know how to make you into a machine because you have that's what you're getting paid to do and both these guys they provide that at six two and and two hundred over two hundred pounds. And I, I think that to add to your point, um, they'll get better once they become pros. But it's nice to know that they come from two elite programs that are coaching these guys that are playing against very good competition, which is huge. Um, once they get to the NFL, I think they'll have a chance for success. All right, so those two guys are prospect watch. Let's let's wrap the show up here, man. We got one last segment. Uh, it's time for easy money. Let's get it going. Let's do it. All right, easy money this week. Recap last week. Let's first. recap once again. Two and three. Um, kind of a weird week. Weird, weird week. Definitely weird week. Felt good about a few. The um, Panthers just dominated. But the Bucks got within seven points, man, which was crazy. So well, McCaffrey freaking just just was unbelievable. You know that he's a top. Uh, seven, top seven, I believe, running back this year so far. He's a top seven running back. I'm not surprised by that one bit. He's a three down back. But he, yeah, but they don't run him like they. Uh, he catches could. the ball like nine times a game. Yeah, so, it's stupid. It's crazy. Uh, all right, so let's recap at Bucks Panthers. I had Bucks. Um, I thought that they would keep it close. They got blown out, and then they made it a late charge. They got within seven. The line was seven. Yep. Uh, then the Panthers scored late to, to 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 beat me on there. Next game, I had Seattle minus one and a half versus the Chargers. I got to tell you, man, the Chargers are flying on the radar. Well, we, I kind of felt like that from the beginning of the Dude, season when the Rams six played and them. two or seven and two now. They're 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 good. Their defense is very, very, very good. And you know, angry Philip Rivers is going to keep them in the game. Uh, They're running the ball well. Well, Melvin Gordon is having a good season. So, um, uh, shout out to Derwin James. He has made a huge impact. He's playing ball. You've seen uh, some rankings for rookies, and and he's at the top at all of them. And they have good. They have good secondary, good cornerbacks too. So So, I can't believe that guy fell to. And they haven't even had Bosa. Bosa's yeah, about to come back. back. So and, and now that Ingram's still been doing this thing, that dude, look out. I know what I'm saying. They got they're, they're really, them and the Chargers right there. I mean, them and the, the Chiefs are gonna have a little little throw down there for that division. All right, so I missed that one. So um Steelers at Baltimore plus three. I, I hit on that. Steelers won outright. I failed. Wrong team's favorite. You took Baltimore. <laughs> um it's funny, the the two games that you took last week that you liked. We're both wrong, and they're both uh, the opposite of the ones that I picked. So, mm. uh, Steelers, <laughs> they 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 got me a little cash. Um, Cowboys versus the Titans on oh, Monday night. What yeah. an awful! Ugh. That was a terrible game. The Cowboys were they were like I didn't watch the second half and went to bed. But they're imploding. The first half, they had the lead. They were doing good, and they turned it over. They missed field goals. They played like shit in the first half. They could have been up easy. Could have been up ten to fourteen points. And I didn't they need the, to just reboot that team, man. Well, I don't think Dak's the answer, and he's just—he is who he is. He, he's not the guy. Uh, so they didn't cover. I felt—I felt, you know, I thought Jerry's world would get them a, at least a cover, but they got beat. Not only did they not cover, they got beat. Uh, and then finally, I took the hometown Falcons here, and they beat the Whoa, shit out of the Redskins. Dude, hey, hey, the Falcons are scary, bro. I'm taking them again I, this week. They're starting there, man. They are starting to showcase, and they ain't fully healthy. Matt at Ryan, all. Matt Ryan is playing out of his at mind. A ridiculous. He's playing. He's playing maybe better than the year he won the, the MVP, MVP year. Really, ago. he really is, dude. I mean, he he's playing, and, and now they have even more weapons. Julio finally got in the end zone. 
But Calvin Ridley, the rookie receiver, Stud. he scored like seven touchdowns this year, man. He's wow. he's everywhere. So And that's why I love the comparison because right when golf came out, everyone was like, uh, this is a, a Matt Ryan type player. He, he but he's plays a little like more Matt athletic. Ryan. He does, man. He plays a lot like Matt How Ryan. How exciting is that? Well, I mean I think that I, I mean you, you have he's Matt getting Ryan. There. He's getting there. Golf is getting there. He ain't far. He ain't far. And hey, if if you were a Rams fan and you look at Matt Ryan's career and what he's been able to do. You'd sign up for that every single time. I was actually surprised that the Atlanta did what they did to the Redskins because the Redskins' defense is not a joke, dude. Yeah, they and, got gassed. But they, and they have been good, dude. Mason Foster at linebacker. You got Sean Hand down there. You got uh, who was the Alabama cat that I wanted the Rams to draft uh, from the D tackle from last year? Uh, Joseph okay. Allen. Huh? Joseph Joe Allen? No, 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 I can't. Man, what is that dude's name? I was like, no, nah, dude, I want this defensive tackle. He's like six foot four, huge, huge uh, cat. They're all well, big. Well, anyway, th- that defense is good, and they were five and two, and they were at home. So that's why I liked the, well, the Redskins. I, I, I watched Atlanta two weeks ago, and their offense really was rolling. So I, I felt like maybe they had a chance to go on the road and get it done, and they did. And uh, all right, so that, that'll get us into this week's picks. Hopefully, let's get back to the winning ways here. Um, I am eight and seven over the last three weeks, so I'm I'm barely keeping afloat. So uh, all right, so let's go with Atlanta. I'm a Deron, Deron Payne. Deron Payne, stud. Yeah, he's dude's playing real well. Yeah, he is playing real well. Except on anyway, Sunday. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I had to. I, I sounded like an idiot. I was like, dude, I gotta look this dude's name up. It's gonna kill me. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. So all right, so this week Atlanta, I'm a roll with them. Uh, they're at Cleveland, which I don't like to bet against Cleveland because me and my wife watch Hard Knocks and we want Cleveland to do well. Um, did you see where Bruce Arians said I would come out of retirement to coach I, Cleveland? I did see that. Oh, um, please, watch, please I do I want to see him do it. with that hat on the sideline. And I want to see Greg Williams on the, on the streets because he, he ain't going to be in the league. So I think that this week Atlanta keeps it rolling on the road and they go get a win. They get to five and four. Atlanta's the line currently is minus five. Um, so I think Atlanta will, will go over there and, uh, and and win the game by a touchdown. I'm with you on that. All right. Next game. Uh, I got Actually, I picked a couple dogs this week. Um, I got the Jaguars at Indy. Mm-hmm. Jaguars are catching three points, dude. What is going on in Jackson? Who fuck knows, man? I don't, I gotta be honest with you. I don't I don't feel great about this one. And let me just say this: as a whole, I looked at the lines as they sit right now on Tuesday night, and I don't like a lot of them. There's a lot of big lines, so I'm looking at them. Atlanta really caught my attention. I like that line a lot. Um, but some of these other ones, I'm not crazy about. Jaguars are one of them. You know, two teams that you don't know. You don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know what you're flip. gonna get from Jacksonville. You don't know what you're gonna get from Indy. And from that's Indianapolis. the thing. It's a coin flip for me. So give me the points. It's a three points. Is that because of their defense? I, I guess I don't know because you know, Borles isn't draw on the line either. Which way? Probably the on the other side. To be quite honest. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's keep it keep it going. Uh, I'll take else? I'll take the Jags here. All you right. Go. So you're with me on that? Yep. We got Washington. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take Washington versus. Tampa Bay. All right. And I've been a, a Tampa supporter most of the time that, that I won with them earlier in the year. Last week, they didn't work out. So now I'm kind of pissed. So I'm, I'll take Washington. I think they bounce back. They go on the road. Uh, they, they're getting three points. So it's another dog this week. Washington at Tampa. Give me three points. Yep. I like Washington. I think they bounce back too. Um, so I'm with you on that one as well. Next one, uh, to be quite honest, I picked the Rams here. Because I didn't like another game, and I uh, figured that 
the Rams might come back and play angry versus their division rival. Uh, hopefully, if it were me, I would like this line a little lower, maybe under 10, maybe 9.5, but currently sits at 10, so I'll take the Rams minus 10. I will take the Rams minus 10 as well. All right. It looks like we're on the same page. Finally, and I wrote this one down. I, I don't know the... the I really don't have a great feeling on this, but it's going to be such a good game. It's a Thursday night game, so hopefully we'll have this out there to you guys. Panthers plus four at Pittsburgh. Who are you taking? I don't know yet. Oh, <laughs> seal the street. Let's, we talk, just, let's <laughs> talk about it. Give me what. Convince me one way or not. Panthers, uh, dude. This is a tough game because yeah. I, I I don't like picking or siding one way or another with the Panthers because they if I choose one thing they'll go and do the other thing. I mean, that's how they've been all season long. Um, but it's in Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell is not missed by anybody in that locker room. Connor is playing like a, a freaking monster. Brown's starting to get it together. Juju Smith-Schuster is a stud. That offensive line has gotten better. The defense is still a little suspect, which is why it, this game kind of scares me. But I am going to take Pittsburgh. You think the Pittsburghs covers gonna, by four points? Yeah, I do. See, I, I think, I they think could. it's closer than that. Uh, I, I instinctively, I, I would probably take the points, but I really want Pittsburgh to win, so I'm with you on that. Let's go with Pittsburgh. Let's win. So we're we're together on every pick this week. Well, that's that's a good strategy for you because you every time you pick against me, you're wrong. That's right. Um, but so, all right, so let's <laughs> recap. We got Atlanta minus five, Jaguars plus three versus Indy, uh, Washington plus three versus Tampa. Uh, the Rams, we think they're going to cover over Seattle. That's ten points. Is a big, I hope they beat the big slop line. out of these dudes. Yeah, let's 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 you know let's. Uh, I said five sacks total, two by Dante Fowler. All right, we're making a note here on that, and we're going to roll with the with the Steelers at home on Thursday night, which I hate Thursday night games. I love watching them, but I think if I was a player, I'd hate those games. And uh, all right, so that's easy money this week. Let's get back on the winning ways and go ahead and call your bookie. Do it. Well, guys, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Uh, we really enjoy doing this, and we, we're glad to uh, put out this content. We love the camaraderie that that we have together, and even getting to hang out and talk about football because we both love football. And we hope you guys uh, continue to do that, listen to us, and go give us that five-star rating you know, on iTunes, and, and check us out on Spreaker. Check us out on um, you know, at ramstalk.net. You know, check us out. And uh, be sure to, again, check out Budding Heads. Check out Rams Talk, their podcast. It's all there, as my brother mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, here's to a W. Let's here's to a W, yep. and let's take care of what we have to take care of. New Orleans is over, game by game. That's what this team has been doing all year. Don't get, don't get away from the basics. Let's tackle well. Let's get after the quarterback, and let's let the offense do what they got to do. And... I just want to give a quick credit. Hey, thanks to NFL.com, CBS, all those guys, some of the sound clips you heard. Credit to that. That is their copyright, not ours. And just had to throw that little line out there. And then most importantly, let's have a great week. Uh, Stay bad and stay bougie. Go Rams. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast.
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.